Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, I'm Eve, and you're listening to Transforming Trauma. I'm here to share my truth in hopes of inspiring others to share theirs. This podcast helps me to feel connected, empowered, and hopeful. My intention is to share what's going on in one survivor's corner of the world. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to be sharing this interview with you, and I'm going to introduce a dear friend of mine who I met this past year at a professional development, personal development training um, through an organization called Impact Boston. Highly recommend checking out their different programs, but ours was around assertiveness and boundary setting and self-defense, and they have so many great ones, especially for survivors that I would recommend wholeheartedly. And I'm just so grateful that one of the main things I got from that training was a dear survivor sister friend who I have no doubt I will be connected to for a long time, and it's been such a supportive friendship for me. So without further ado, um, Gabby, you want to say hello? Hi there. Thank you so much for uh, just inviting me to be on. Yeah, thank you. And I'm really excited because every time we get together, we jump from topic to topic, and I just have yeah. <laughs> wanted to for so long have this conversation and get to share it with, with the world because you have so much wisdom from all the searching and healing that you've been doing all these years. So I guess to start, I know you had first suggested that Harry Potter was something that has been a big yeah. deal for, for your healing process. And I was really curious because I'm not, I have to confess, I'm not 
like someone who got super into Harry Potter, but hearing you talk about it made me wonder if I should be rereading the book. So how, how did the reading the books impact you in the movies and tell me what role that's played in your life? Yeah, I'm still gonna. Uh, I'm still trying to get you to get as into it as I am, and hopefully today's conversation will do that. <laughs> okay. Um. So full just like I. So this is kind of weird. So I um. I am a child of immigrants, and so they didn't speak English. So my parents actually didn't read very much to me growing up, and I did not start reading the Harry Potter books until like the last year, I think. Um, and so, like, I knew what they were. I hadn't really seen the movies, and I just thought it was just kind of like a fantasy, kind of like a, a video game type. I don't know. I just didn't really understand the story. And then, for some reason, one day I was just called to pick them up and read them. I, I don't know why. I don't know what kind of triggered it. I was just like, oh, maybe I should get around to reading those sometime. Everyone's so into them. And, and I started reading them. So I was, I read them. Um, I'm still reading them. I'm still going through them, but I'm, I'm reading them through the lens of like an adult, right? Like, so I'm not like a kid. And, and, and so there's all this stuff that I was picking up on where it was like, Oh, like Harry is a survivor of trauma. Just like me. He's, gone through, you know, grief and loss. Um, I don't know what part of the story you remember, but he, you know, he loses his, uh, both his parents um, in a very tragic way. He's um, emotionally and verbally and, you know, at times, you know, physically abused by um, the, the, the family that takes him in, his aunt and uncle and, and his cousin um, he's forced to live in, in the cupboard underneath the stairs. Um, and he's, you know, a, a little boy and, and, and just like there, there's just like so many parts of that character that I, I was able to relate to just, you know, him being a survivor of trauma. And then also, um, just little things that I picked up on, like how I get triggered as a survivor of trauma, like, he there's like a metaphor for that in in how he is triggered in the book so Voldemort who's the villain whenever Voldemort is around Harry's famous uh, lightning bolt scar begins to hurt and to me that translated as like oh like when I get triggered it's like those those scars that were you know made years ago when I was going through trauma, uh, it's, they, they begin to hurt again, just like Harry's scar starts to hurt whenever this man, this evil, you know, being who committed so much evil against his family and him is around. And there's so many little nuances like that, that I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is like, uh, the the story of a of a trauma survivor and and how he like deals with it and sometimes he deals with it in good ways and sometimes he deals with it in not the best ways and um and he runs into the same challenges that I do you know with like trusting people and um you know like a, a lot of the story is him and his two best friends Hermione and Ron kind of uh taking it upon themselves as children to save the, the wizarding world uh, instead of, you know, doing 
what might be a little bit more reasonable and going to a more experienced adult lizard to help them out. And I think that comes from a, from a place of not knowing what adults he could trust because he was, you know, he was uh, abused as, as a child. Um, so I don't know, I just see a lot of parallels between what Harry went through, how he deals with it once he's out of the trauma. Not that he ever really is, because, I mean, once he gets out of the home, then he starts experiencing all sorts of kind of magical trauma once he gets into Hogwarts. But, um, and, and just like real life and what survivors go through. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. That sheds like a whole <laughs> new light on Harry Potter. Yeah. I hope that listeners also feel inspired to, to return to the books and movies and kind of keep, keep their lens for trauma in mind because that's very inspiring. And Harry Potter is a, sort, you know, a symbol of strength and um, such an inspiring character. So it's, it's really interesting to think about it from that point of view and I, I do remember the, the pushing on the scars and I just feel mm-hmm. like there's so much I hear so much self-compassion in how you're describing this yeah. little boy and yeah. I can hear and how you're relating to it this connection to like how he relates to his triggers and sort of getting to imagine this like physical representation of, of a scar being triggered and, and how real that is so thank you for, for sharing that and I'm I know that you are a reader, and it's interesting to know that that's not something that you were you're ra- raised with, but you've discovered a, a love for for reading and learning. And are there any other books that you've been finding healing for you or other practices that you'd like to talk about? Um, so off of the Harry Potter books, I found this other book. Um, it's um, – oh, shoot, I'm going to forget. I'm looking up the name of it really quickly – but it's a book of poems um, by an author named Amanda Lovelace, um, mm. and it's and it's like one of I, the, I think the only <laughs> book that I've ever read that has trigger warnings. Like this may this reading this um, material may be triggering to you if you've experienced like these types of traumas, and it has mm-hmm. like a list at the beginning of the book. The poems are so amazing, and 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 she's you know, survivor of trauma herself. The book is called The Princess Saves Herself in This One. And it's just a book of poems. And it's really funny because she, um, she dedicates the book to, um, to, the, to Harry Potter, the character, because she was also very inspired by his story. So a lot of the poems have references to the Harry Potter series. So that's a, that's a really great book. That was really helpful. Um, I I just picked up another one. It's it's called Self Compassion and the author is Kristen Neff. And that book has been really helpful because I feel like oftentimes like I'm such a self development and self help, self healing junkie and I'm I read these books and and sometimes I walk away from them a little overwhelmed and, and, and slightly disappointed because I feel like a lot of the exercises that are, are not, 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 some of them don't even offer exercises. I feel like it's just kind of like, well, just, you know, just be self-compassionate to yourself. But there isn't any like real concrete tools that are like laid out for you that are like tangible and realistic and, 
And, and this book does a really great job at saying, here's a very concrete thing that you can do when you're feeling this way, and this is why it works, and this is the science behind it. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So that, okay, that, so that any, one was, has been really helpful. I haven't had too much because I just small, finished reading, so I haven't had time to, to really put it into practice just yeah. yet. But, but I, I really just appreciated that there was a book that was like this and this and this. And that it wasn't – so I find meditating for – I know that you're big on med- meditation. For me, it's very challenging. Like I, I just can't I, – I don't know if I just can't. There's, there's mm. very specific types of meditation that do work for me. And oftentimes like going into a meditative state when I'm super triggered and when I'm having – uh, a challenge regulating my emotions, like going straight into meditation is just not an option for me. Like it's just not something that I have access to mm-hmm. or the emotional capacity, like within that like kind of uh, like very intense moment. And so with this one, I feel like it's a little bit more accessible for the people that might not be as like well-versed or like well as, as you know, well-practiced in, in meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so yeah. glad you said that. I mean, certainly yeah. meditation is hard for everyone, but it's especially mm-hmm. difficult and sometimes impossible and sometimes just not helpful or like the best option for a lot of survivors. So it's certainly great that you've connected to this other resource and tool and I'm excited to to get my hands on it and as you metabolize what you read, see how we might implement these self-compassion practices. So thanks for sharing that one as well. And I know that we've had lots of conversations about the difficulties with friendships and family members and just society not getting, you know, our unique experience being a survivor and even between the two of us and everyone, everyone's experience is completely different. But is there anything that you wish people understood that you you feel frustrated about? Anything come to mind? Um... This is a really good question. <laughs> I there's so much there's so much that I wish that I that people that are not survivors I um, I guess um, like one of the things that I really battle with when I like identify myself as a trauma survivor is that in order to like be a survivor, like I first had to be um, a victim or, you know, like first had to go through a struggle. And I have a really hard time with um, like people like feeling pity for me. Um, I think there's a difference between feeling sorry for someone and feeling compassion for someone. Um, and I think feeling sorry for them is just, I don't, I don't know. It can, it can be like more like detached, like, oh, I feel so sorry. Like what an unfortunate, you know, person, what an unfortunate life they've had. Whereas like having compassion for someone, like you're really, um, you kind of, put in the, put forth the effort to like dig deeper and really get to know that person and um, get to know their struggles, but then also get to see like the part of them that is like 
a diamond, right? Because it's, mm-hmm. it's like they've, they, they've been through like, you know, basically hell, like when you've gone through trauma, like you've been put in positions where, you know, you were, your life was in danger or, you know, you were abused and, 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 and I feel like you come out of that being like a really giving, generous person. Um, I went to service this morning and one of the things that the pastor said is, um, if you want generosity, uh, look for people that have uh, lacked in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the people that are the most willing to give. Um, so I don't know. And I, and I wish that, the, that, that, that those qualities and people like just like, you know, like the, the empathy and, and the sensitivity that you show towards me during like my moments of, of, of darkness and stuff like that. That's, you know, some people that have not been through trauma and, you know, are not necessarily able to access that part of themselves. And that's such a beautiful, like, capacity to have for a human being. And I wish that the, that like those qualities were, were put more on a pedestal than, than kind of like, I don't know, like physical beauty or, or financial wealth or just like having fun all the time. And you know what I mean? Like I, I wish that those, those qualities that, that survivors come out of trauma with, I, I, those really, really amazing just values and and the way that we see the world and the integrity that kind of we have and the empathy and the capacity for you know feeling our feelings and feeling compassion for others I feel like I I wish that those were valued more you are incredible that is so powerful (laughs) I've never heard anyone respond that way I don't I don't even know what to say I just love the idea of what's something you wish people understood and what I heard you say is that there are so many gifts and unique qualities of survivors and just this desire for people to, to really get to know the survivor as an individual and, and see their strengths and their resiliency in contrast. Yes, exactly. Yes. In contrast to kind of this idea of victimhood and, you know, being, Uh you know, baggage or, you know, all those shameful Uh things that, that we're made to feel both, during the trauma and then often afterwards and sort of the minimizing of it and just ignoring it and um, just society's kind of neglect of helping survivors and how difficult it is for family and friends to engage with. So it's a really great reminder that we do have unique abilities and it's, it's so true. The survivors in my life are the most compassionate and creative mm-hmm. and loving people. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know um, who who there is to really convince about that. But I think what's most important mm-hmm. is that that we keep centered on that fact that those mm-hmm. that no, we don't wish we'd gone through these hellish experiences, but that because of them, yeah. we're able to have maybe deeper relationships or you know be more giving, connect to some higher purpose in a way that not everyone can. So thank you for that beautiful reflection and I'm so glad that you found a community where you moved recently that, that is supporting your healing, um, giving you a sense of, of community is so important and moving can be so, so difficult. So it's wonderful to yeah. hear 
that that's been a resource for you as well. Yeah. Um, so I guess to, to wrap up today, even though I feel like we could talk for hours and hours, and I hope that you'll come back mm-hmm. on the podcast another time, I like to ask people I'm interviewing what the name of this podcast, Transforming Trauma, means to you. What comes to mind for you? Um, I think um, alchemy, uh, that's what comes to mind, just like turning um, something that was meant to diminish me or keep me down into something that that's the opposite, right? Something that's um, made me a better person, made me um, be a person that can make the world a better place. And um, I don't know, I just like I when I when I when I read the, you know, the title of the podcast, I just always think about alchemy, just like turning just like the worst possible situation and, you know, into something good and not just something good, but something where we can help others. Mm-hmm. I don't think I knew that when I was creating the name for the podcast, but I love, <laughs> love, love that. And yeah, you're a big part of my transforming trauma experience. And it's such a joy and a blessing to get to, to be on this healing path together and figuring out how to help one another and help help other survivors. So thank you so much for sharing and for all your wisdom. You have so much to offer the world, and I learn so much every time that we connect. So it's really such an honor to get to share our friendship and some of the things that have been helping you in recent times and just look forward to more. So with that, I just want to plug the... Beyond Surviving podcast. There are so many great interviews and pieces to, to listen to. And you can also check out rachelgrantcoaching.com for more information. And thanks, everyone, and look forward to next month. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.